from the first moment I met Javon Ruff, it, it hit me, this guy is a man I want my grandchildren, I want other men's children, I want them to grow up and be like this guy, because Javon is a man of humor, of grace, of grit, of strength, of intestinal fortitude, and uh, he is a great man to hang out with. Javon Ruff is the uh, pastor, campus pastor for Free Chapel of their Spartanburg campus for Pastor Jensen Franklin. And I am just absolutely thrilled to have Javon Ruff uh, on the program today. And of course, Chris, we know him also as that famous dancer on TikTok. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And the tag is the Ruffs. The Ruffs. I know, man. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that's his daughter, Sydney, that, that got them into that. And it's turned out he shares about it in this interview. Yes. He talks about it. And it's, it's really a cool thing to see a dad and mom and, and two kids who are teenagers, just be involved together in something. They got into the TikTok thing during the whole COVID lockdown. Yes. Uh, but he's, but you see him in the pulpit. You see him on that. And I mean, he, uh, he speaks of Free Chapel in Georgia for uh, Pastor Jensen often. Yes. Fills in that pulpit. Speaks in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And uh, speaks all over the world. Yeah. He's a, he's a noted, um, you know, speaker, just a man who imparts strength Exactly. To other men. Mm -hmm. The guys, uh, well, you know, he's also, he works out. Yes. That's why it's a workout person. Yes. And now, now you and I work out. Okay. Okay. Here's the deal. You and I work out, Chris, but Javon looks like he works out. Yes. Okay. People don't come up to me going, dude, you must work out. Yeah. You've been in the gym hard. Yeah, you've been. <laughs> but you know, one thing that we do share in common with him. What's that? Is strength of heart. Oh, come on, and somebody. that's what I I always, thought you were going to say an outside jump shot, but I've well, never seen him shoot. Yeah, I've never seen him shoot either, so okay. I can't speak for that. Yeah, but any day, that. Pastor Javon, if you want to get on the court, yeah. we can do that. But he could set a pick. <laughs> that's true. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one thing I do admire, mm. and one of the things that when I first met him, and it was at Global Summit, mm -hmm. um, that I instantly could see on him is the strength in his heart. Yeah. And that's the thing that we all do share in common. Mm. And that's why I love always always hearing him speak because yeah. he doesn't speak from a place of, Hey, come do this and this and this and that. No, he's speaking from something that he's walked through Passionate. and something like you were saying, impartation. Yeah. It's the passion of his heart. He is, he's a strong man from the inside out. Not yes. From the outside in. Yes. And the true strength of a man is always in the inside and in his character. And that's exactly. Yvonne Ruff. And uh, he and his wife, Shauna, as I mentioned, campus pastors there in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And uh, speaks at our global summit, the Lions Roar Global Summit for yes. Christian Men's Network, first weekend of every November. And we'll do that again this year in Dallas. And uh, Pastor Javon speaking, a number of other special guests will yes. be there. And you can find all those details at cmn.men, Christian Men's Network, cmn.men. But I also encourage you to go to Achieve Lab because you can go there and you can hear some phenomenal sermons, yeah. like especially even from Pastor Javon. Pastor Javon, one of, that, one of the sermons that he spoke last year, The Man of Steel, the man that of steel. shook me when I heard him preach wow. on that, you know, because again, he's pointing to where does the strength really lie in? It lies in your heart. You know, yeah. and when you, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks, so a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, it, it guards your heart because out of it flows the issues of, uh, of our mm -hmm. life. When we get our heart right, we get our lives right. Mm -hmm. You know, and you and Pastor Javon and almost every person, well, it's not almost every person, every person that's going to come to Global Summit is preaching from that place. From their heart. They got their heart rights. Yeah. We only invite guys whose heart. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, here's the deal. 
We've always said at Christmas Networks, one of the things we do say is when, when preachers get saved, it changes everything. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Hey, I'm, I'm with Chris Shields. I'm Paul Cole, and this is Brave Men Podcast. You're about to meet uh, a man I deeply admire, uh, one of the great young ministers in uh, North America, and he's rocking it for Jesus Christ. Yes. He's passionate about it. He's a dad, husband, a fantastic family. And uh, I'm so thrilled for uh, Pastor Javon to be with us today on Brave Men. It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. Talking with Pastor Javon Ruff, and we're live on Facebook, and then uh, we're going to make this into a podcast, get this out, because this is a man who stirs me up, and a uh, great friend, he and uh, Shannon, his wife, pastoring a uh, Free Chapel Church, uh, one of the campuses of Free Chapel, right, with uh, Pastor Jensen Franklin? Yes, sir. Free you've Chapel, been, Spartanburg. Uh, you, you've been, uh, you're in Spartanburg. Yes, sir. South Carolina. That's yes, a newest, relatively new assignment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, matter of fact, this June will be two years. Okay, so you got there just in time for COVID. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Kind of get your feet on the ground and bam. Yeah. Bam, uh, yeah. And you guys moved from, now you moved from Newport Beach. How long were you in Newport Beach with Free Chapel? We were there at the campus in Irvine for 10 years. 10 years? Yep. 10 years, yes, sir. That is a, and it's a fantastic church. And yes. the Lord has blessed it. And of course, Pastor Jensen there in, uh, in Georgia. And, you know, but you were director of ministry to men. Uh, now you're a pastor, pastoring this church, this outpost of the church. You've got a fantastic campus. And you've got two kids. And mm -hmm. uh, growing up, and so your daughter's, uh, your daughter's 15, your son's uh, is son 13 now? 13, yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, you guys, uh, it's, and you're parenting teenagers and pastoring. And uh, I know you go to uh, into Georgia to the main campus quite often, and, and you'll speak on weekends and fill, fill the pulpit for Pastor Jensen. It's been an amazing thing to watch this happen in your life. I'm trying to remember how we even met. I do remember we met for coffee. Yep, that's exactly about eight uh, or nine remember, years ago. Yes, yes, and and mutual friends, pretty much. If we look at it through CMN, Eric Lau. It was Eric um, Lau. I, met, I was just, I yep. was just thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah, yeah he, Eric and Lisa. Yep, I met Eric, and 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 Eric. He would tell me. He said, "You need to meet Paul Cole, and Paul <laughs> no, Cole needs to meet you." Yeah, <laughs> Paul Cole. He said, hey. "So I'm going to make sure you guys meet." <laughs> that's why, that's why, that's, this is our CMA Christians Network hat, Brotherhood, right? Yes. I know you yes. got one, we hooked you up. Yeah. And you're speaking this year for our conference in November, uh, you and Shanna, and she spoke to the women last year. It was fantastic. Yes. yes yeah, sir. incredible. So tell me about, so we're talking, so the theme is Jesus. Yes. So we're talking about taking Jesus to TikTok. And I mentioned that. <laughs> You and I were laughing actually, even before as we came on, yeah. we're talking about being a parent. But there's things that we do as a parent that come out of our comfort zone in order to move into their world. Yes, sir. Right. Yes. And and the Bible says, train up a child in the bent of their life. Mm -hmm. And and so your daughter, she loves dance. Well, your your wife teaches 
what's that thing? Zumba? Zumba, workout? yes. Yeah. yeah, Zumba, yeah. Workout dancing. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. All that. Yeah. I can't do that, man. I I would actually die. Not Either just from I. the exertion, but just <laughs> trying to do movements. Exactly. Exactly. Same here. And so we can, so anyway, so I remember uh, somewhere during the lockdown, like in the middle of it, like last May or June or something, all of a sudden we saw uh, Judy and I goes, look at you got to see Pastor Javon. <laughs> and I'm doing and there. And you guys, I think you were all lined up and then you, you all do this thing where you. Yeah. And there you are in the back, you know, doing the thing. And I'm like, Dude, I figured he could probably dance, but I didn't see him as a TikTok star. Now he is. Oh, my goodness. But that's a cool thing, man. Yeah. But that's Jesus. Our our theme of this Thursday morning conversation is Jesus. But that's Jesus shows up in unexpected places. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You know what? He sure does. Unexpected places. And when you say unexpected, you know, uh, places, especially that people may not think he would show up in and in ways, mm-hmm. you know, that he, you wouldn't think he may not show up in. And, you know, we're, when you, like you said, when you talk about Jesus, you know, I, I think about, I, I love this, you know, in Acts chapter eight, when you just said what you said, you know, in this context, remember the story of Philip and the mm-hmm. Ethiopian. And the Bible said God spoke to him through an angelic presence or a vision to go meet this man. Right. You know, um, a eunuch who, who was the treasurer of the Queen of Candace, you know, very influential man, wealthy man. And he finds this man, the Bible said, who is reading the prophet Isaiah. And, and, and Philip asked him that question. He said, do you know what you're reading? Mm. And, I, and, and the eunuch said this. He said, he said, how can I know unless someone guides me? Mm. And the scripture said, I love what it said. He said, come up here and sit with me and tell me about it. And the scripture said where he was reading was in Isaiah 53. And then the eunuch said this to Philip. He said, who is this talking about? Is it talk this prophet talking about himself or someone else? And I love the wording. And it said from there, Philip began to preach Jesus. Wow. I love the fact that he said he he sat where he sat. Like you said, he came to where a guy was who had questions, who had curiosity. He's reading something that he's really not clear. It uh, We can say, was he doubting it? He may not understood, uh, understand what he was reading. He wanted to. But I love the fact that he said, I need someone to guide me. And I think we're living in times where that the cry of that eunuch is the cry of many hearts where there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of curiosity, but where are the guides as the church, the body of Christ, the Christians, we have to be those guides, but notice this, we're not just guiding them in a building on Sunday. The guides are willing to go outside of the four walls of the church and sit where they sit, whether that's in, uh, you know, the workplace, you know, whether that's a neighbor in the community, whether that's at a school or a college campus and being able to sit where they say, and I love it. And he said, from there, he preached Jesus to him. Wow. Of course he was preaching in the old Testament, but it's what, which is beautiful because if we can preach Jesus through all 66 books of the Bible, because yeah. he's there from beginning and the end. Yeah, he's, it's sort of all about him, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I love, he said from there, 
He, wow. he, he, he was able to engage him where he was and show him Jesus, not come up to where I am. Notice the difference. Mm. Philip didn't say, no, you come down here where I am. I'm the one that know it. He said, you know what? I'm going to come up and sit where you sit. Well, that's Jesus. Cause that's what yeah. he did. He said, I'm going to come down where you are <laughs> and I'm meet gonna, you where you I'm are. I'm going to meet you where you're at. Yes, sir. Yes, wow. sir. Well, that's been part of your ministry, Javon, for years. You've met men, and, and you have a specific gift and concentration on discipling men. Yes. And I know that's what you do for all of the... How many campuses of Free Chapel are there? We have seven campuses, and that, un, that include our online, what we call our online campuses, but yeah. seven uh, physical campuses. All across the United States. Yes. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and in in all of that, you have a specific assignment in uh, focus on getting men discipled mm-hmm. in the church. It's been a, a, a crazy trying time to try to be able to be able to do that, and so now you you uh, you you guys are meeting in person. Kept the online going. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to me. Have you experienced this? I know a lot of friends who uh, they've got people who haven't yet shown back up. Mm-hmm. But now, because of the online, a whole bunch of new friends showing up at churches. You experience that same thing? Absolutely. You do have where you haven't, seen, we would say some that haven't returned. And, and for various reasons, some at this yeah. point in time, still being cautious for it. And we respect and we honor people's decision. No in question. That. Um, but then there are some that, that actually watched online and who had never attended before and now attending. You know, I shared, uh, uh, you know, um, there's a we just recently had a water baptism and had the privilege of baptizing this young lady that that I didn't know attended the same gym that I worked out. And after, after having a conversation with her, that was where she found the church. It was actually last year during Easter. She was watching online. And she she started there, didn't know a whole lot about the church, but just started watching, 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 watching. And when we started in person, she began to uh, to attend. And then we just had our first water baptism. And there she is, you know, now part of the church. In her life, Christ got baptized. And now tell me about this, because you're working out at the gym. And and if people can't catch this on our video, the fact is, is that you do work out. And when we, when you, somebody meets you in person, it becomes obvious. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't be, don't be all, you know, humble on me. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I do like to work out, try to stay yeah. in shape, you know, yeah. um, and um, I, I believe that's important too, you know, as part yeah, of the I, whole- See, if you left the country right now, you wouldn't get back in because you're carrying those guns. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's <a little> joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but she she walks up to you and you're all you're all like in your workout thing, got the hat on and stuff. Yeah. She she's looking at you, right? Well, yeah. Well, what was funny, you know, you yeah. and, and you've been around long enough, it's like yeah. you're like, okay. Normally when the, the stairs are constant, the first thing hits my mind. It's got to be somebody from church. Yeah. It's got to be somebody that saw me online or something. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, you know, you get the benefit of the doubt. And lo and behold, she kind of walks up kind of sheepishly and, she, and, you know, not wanting to interrupt. Yeah. But she's like, excuse me, but um, are you the one that baptized me? <laughs> are you the, <laughs> it's, almost, 
<laughs> it's almost like Nathan and David. Thou art the man. Yeah. So yeah. that's me. I'm the, I'm the guy, you know, I'm the guy, man. Yeah. That's just and, fantastic. I love it. And it's part of, part of his context. Cause when you see like yourself, you're up on the stage and you're on camera and you're, you know, you're the one ministering. Uh, when you see a person like that in a real life situation, it's like, Hey, look, I guess they have a life. I guess you do something so else good. other than just those two services on Sunday. So good. And I think that's important that people do see that we, we, we have a life and, yeah. and, and, and living for Christ is, is, is lived out in all of our lives in every area of our lives. You know, tell it's not important. Go ahead. Tell me about the Easter time. We're in the middle of Easter time as we, as you and I talk, I'm talking with mm-hmm. Javon, uh, pastor Javon Ruff. Free Chapel, Spartanburg, South Carolina, his wife, Shanna, and uh, two children, two awesome kids. And um, and we're talking, you know, at the time we're talking right now, if somebody's listening to the podcast later, we're in the middle of what's called Easter time. Easter kind of launches it, and it goes through Pentecost Sunday. So we've got this 40 days of uh, appearances of Christ after his resurrection, and then we've got 10 days of uh, the upper room, and which ends up on uh, Pentecost Sunday. And it's an incredible time to really concentrate yes. on Jesus. But through that whole Easter period, what comes to the forefront? What's your, you know, what's your filter right now on, on your following Christ? I was reading early this morning, uh, utmost for his highest, and he was talking about, um, talking about how Paul wasn't about a cause. He didn't follow a cause. He followed a man. So good. And I think that's, you know, it's a lot of where we have to be. What, what is it that, that kind of pops up on your radar personally as a man during this kind of season, Pastor Javon? It, it's so amazing. You said that um, uh, Paul, uh, because in, you know, in Colossians three, four, the same apostle Paul, he makes this statement. He said, when Christ, listen to this, who is your life? I love this. I wrote it down appears. Then you also will appear with him in glory. Mm. And the part that grabbed me was this. Paul said, Christ, who is your life? And, and I began to really think about that Christ, who is your life? He's your life. And from that, you know, and I, I just, these jotted down, he's my purpose for life. Mm. He's my pattern for life. He's my prize for life. Wrote these down. He's my power for life. Mm. And he's my passion for life. And Jesus said these words. He said, I come. The reason why I came is that you might have life and have life more abundantly. Yeah. And see, you know, that word life is, uh, is used multiple times in the Greek, but two specific times. It's the word bios, which means physical life. And Zoe life, which is eternal life or the life of God. And that's the, you know, when we're born, we, you know, from, you know, out of the womb, that's bios. But okay. when we're born again, that's Zoe, the life of Christ, that eternal life. Dang. And so when I look at Jesus. I want that to be as a man. Christ is my life. He has to, when Christ is my life, my life being conformed to him, the incarnate Jesus becoming a part of me by his spirit, that enables me to live life successfully. Watch this in every area of my life. I can live success. When Christ is my life, 
he enables me by his spirit and word to live successfully in every area of my life, which that means my life that is spiritual, my life that is emotional, my life that is parental, my life that is marital, let's hit it all, financial, you mm. know, uh, relational, you know, let's hit it all. But when Christ is my life, he is the hub and the different spokes of my life are reinforced, sustained, kept in its proper place by that life that is flowing through me. You know, and I think that's what the Apostle Paul, you know, when he, he says it, you know, in Philippians, he said, for me to live is Christ and for me to die is gain. And he said, if I'm going to live, I'm going to live the life for Christ. For me to live is Christ. I'm living for one thing. It's no longer me that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. And I think when Paul said that, he said, he, he's my purpose for life. To me to live is Christ. But then he, I love this. I believe he was saying it was my passion. Remember what he said? He said, oh, that I may know him the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection, Paul's passion for life, his purpose. He said, if I'm going to live on this side of eternity, I'm going to live every minute in every aspect mm -hmm. for Jesus Christ. But my passion is to know him. And of all yeah. the people you could, you could look at the epistles and, and two thirds in the new Testament. You mean his passion wasn't building churches. You mean his passion wasn't building, wow. making disciples. You mean his passion wasn't missionary trips? Paul said, above all of that, my number one passion is to know him. Wow. Because if I don't know him, not know about him, but because this man, Paul, converted from Saul, the Saul knew about him. He was a Hebrew. Yeah. He had the Old Testament. He knew about him. But he didn't know him because we hear of when he's wow. on Damascus Road, he has an encounter with Jesus. And, 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 and when, when the Lord spoke to him, he said, who are you? <laughs> who are you, Lord? Notice that. Who? So Paul, for all of his soul up until that point, he had a what? But he didn't have a who. Wow. And that's the thing <laughs> is to have a, a what, but not a who. To know yeah. about him, but don't know him. And so Paul said, I want to know him. Intimate fellowship, relationship that goes beyond, you know, just just doing being in the service, being in the church or whatever. Come on, that's it right there. It's not just about <laughs> doing church. It's not just knowing about him. I mean, for that matter, Satan knows about him. Amen. Come on. Right. And so it's not about information. It's about a revelation of Christ. Yes. You know, I love the, the first action item that Jesus gave Paul after he knocked him off his horse, you know, and uh, knocks him on the ground. And, he, and then the, he says, who are you, Lord? And, and the first thing he tells him to do is stand up. Yes. Good. That's Get to so your good. feet. Get to yes. your feet. Listen, the reason I'm here is so you can get on your feet. So good. Right. The reason yes. I'm here, Ephesians 6, is so you can stand up. Having done yes. all stand, and Jesus solves the the three things that every person listening to us right now wants to solve in their lives, which is identity, purpose, yeah. and belonging. What so do I belong good. to? Where you know what's my group? Where's my tribe? Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's this yes. whole thing, brotherhood. You know what's my purpose in life? Why am I on the face of the earth? And and, and what what's my basis for? 
life? What's my identity? And Jesus calls all of that. How did Jesus come alive in your life? I mean, when we hear you talking, man, you, (laughs) I love, I just jotted down some things. I'll start with P, you know, passion, power. (laughs) (laughs) You just have this thing on you, man. I'm telling you, since the first time I met you and we sat down with coffee, it's like, Yes. Every time I talk to you, Pastor Juwan, it's like uh, it makes me feel better about just I'm alive. This is awesome. Yes. Yes. And uh, where did that thing come on you to be a follower of Christ? How did that happen in your life? Was that you grew up in uh, in Georgia? Yes, sir. Where'd you go? Um, Tacoa, Georgia, to be exact. A uh, little small town in northeast Georgia, Tacoa, Georgia. Um, uh, at one time was the home or the resident of the world's strongest man by the name of Paul Anderson. You ever oh, heard yeah. of that guy? Yeah, yes. way back. Yeah, way back, you know, um, um, but a small country town there in Northeast Georgia where I was born and raised. And I think, you know, I think even what we're talking about today is really, uh, I'm passionate about because it, it was my life. I grew up uh, being taken to church, or as some would say, you know, your parents drugged you to church, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, but, um, and I knew about, I knew about how church, uh, about the church. Mm-hmm. I knew about the flow of the church. I could tell you what was going to happen. I can tell you what would transpire. I knew about scripture and could quote scripture. I did a lot of religious activities, and, 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 and for so long, I thought in my own mind that that was okay. You're good. Uh, and I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm ticking the box every week. Yeah. I'm putting on my Sunday best, you know, I'll, 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 uh, uh, grace Bible study with my presence every now and then I'll go to the special events and I'll do these things, but, but the head knowledge never translated to heart revelation. Wow. And so I could talk it. I could tell it. I could listen. You can even teach it, but that doesn't mean you actually have it. Mm. And what happened to me is life. Life happened. Mm. Life with, 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 with growing up teenage years, um, the culture, the temptations and everything that you face, and, and, and I began to just be consumed by the world that surrounded me wow. and, and, and later discovered that I, why didn't this stuff that I have or thought I had keep me from doing what I ended up doing? Wow. And it really exposed the fact that when life, life will happen to us all yep. and life will expose if you just had religious activity or an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. And that's what happened to me. I, 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 I realized it. I had to go from a place to know that he wants to be my friend. He's not some far guy in the sky, you know, that I can't relate to, you know, he's, he's more than just a ritual, a routine. He's a person. He wants to walk with me. He wants to talk. He cares about me. And, you know, it was kind of extremes at time. It's he's so holy that that I'm so jacked up. I'll never, you know, be able to have anything to do with him. And so so there's you this arrive at a point like that where you thought, man, I've kind of I've stepped over the wrong line. Absolutely. And how Absolutely. old were you at this point? Uh, when everything came crashing down. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
what, 22 years old. Yeah. 22. And what was that occasion? That occasion was, oh, Paul, it was, it was bad. I, at that point in time, I had been addicted and on several drugs at the, at the time, Mm -hmm. um, using, uh, drinking, you know, partying heavily, um, you know, really trying to medicate a lot of pain and really in search for purpose. And, and like I said, you know, having all that head knowledge at that point in time, I was still empty. There was still a void. And so what brought me to that place is just, I hit rock bottom. I had partied, I had drank, I had drugged, I had did this and that, and, and everything was fleeting. I still, yes, it was peace in the moment. Yes, it was seemingly fun at the time. Yes, it was joy for a season, but I kept coming back to this empty place. It didn't matter the party. It didn't matter the drugs. It didn't matter the people. I was still empty and void. And it it all culminated into a place of just depression. I'm just Mm -hmm. being honest, hard depression. I mean, literally in one day, I went from being up to completely down, you know, and to a very, very dark place, even to the point where I became suicidal, Mm. where everything inside of me said the only way that I would find the peace that I'm longing for and looking for or the joy would be by ending it all. And I found myself in a very dark place where I even attempted suicide to take my life and failed at so you're in the tension of knowing the truth. Yes. But not living it. And not living it. And you're in this tension. What what broke that thing? What did you do? Did you, did you have a time of prayer? Did, did you meet with someone? What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. And um, I went into a church service. <laughs> wow. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of at that lowest point, at that breaking point, what's, what's amazing to me. I want to share this because I think this is powerful because we're talking about Jesus. And, and I think sometimes we can underestimate the power of our witness of Jesus mm-hmm. or our personal invitation of Jesus. And what I mean by that is during this season, she was my girlfriend at the time. Um, there was a guy that would in Gainesville, Georgia, she worked at a bank in Gainesville that would constantly invite Shanna to church, to church, to church. He, she, he was her bank customer. And you should come to my church. You know, you'll be blessed. The Lord loves you just over. And she would tell me about this guy. And at that time we were like, man, whatever the church stuff, whatever the church stuff, long story short, when I hit rock bottom and when I was just done, I remember calling her and asking her, where's that church that that man kept talking talking to you about? Get out of here, man. I'm not making that up. See, this is the power of that. If somebody, some people underestimate, the Bible says one sow, another water, and God gives the increase. And I want to encourage someone that may be listening or watching is do not underestimate the power of your invitation. That's why it says one sowed, because you don't always see the immediate harvest of the seed you sow, even if it's one personal invitation. Because where he thought he was just inviting my girlfriend to church, he was sowing a seed that not only was deposited in her life, but also at my lowest point down in the grave, that was the thing that came to my remembrance that led me to free chapel that Sunday 
after trying to end my life that weekend, which resulted in the breakthrough that where Jesus, as we talk, met me where I sat. He met me in the back balcony of Free Chapel Gainesville. He met me in that seat where I was sitting. I was, I was, I was jacked up. I was drugged up. I was messed up. I was, I was depressed. I was suicidal, but this is what I love about Jesus because he came to where I, as big as that church was, it seemed so small that Sunday by his spirit. He made it so intimate and so small. And like, like Philip went to that eunuch, I felt Jesus by his spirit come right there in that place where I was and begin to break right there and begin to break and humble. And I tell you that day, I still don't remember how I got to the altar that day because I just remember it was a it massive float down. It, it, it was no one laid hands on me. I'm not against that. No one prophesied over me. Yeah. I'm not against that. Right. I had, and I believe God had it that way. It was a personal encounter with you- Him for me to let Him know I did this. I am real. I'm just not head knowledge. I'm real. And this is, I felt that realness. I felt that passion. I felt that this was different. This wasn't just church. This wasn't just this thing. He's real. And and, and in that moment, Paul, instantly yokes of cocaine use and uh-huh. marijuana use and cigarette use yeah. and ecstasy and acid and suicide and depression was broken off yes. my life yeah. immediately. Right then and there. Because of Jesus. Hey, this is Chris. I want to take a moment right in the middle of this great conversation to let you know the Brave Men podcast is a production of the Christian Men's Network worldwide and the Global Fatherhood Initiative. Christian Men's Network has helped pastors and leaders disciple men for over 40 years. You can find all the resources for mentoring and fatherhood at cmn.men. That's the Christian Men's Network at cmn.men. There's a fresh new study every week called Just a Bartender, Unexpected People Change the World, that just started. Monday Night Men is a fresh resource for men and pastors. As a pastor, you can follow up the 30-minute study with a digital meetup with your men for prayer, discussion, and teaching. Some churches are using these videos as part of a group meeting. As an individual, enlarge, energize, and build a strong mindset. This six-week intensive on identity, purpose, and brotherhood based on the life of Nehemiah will be on YouTube and Facebook. Get your books and materials at cmn.men. That's the Christian Men's Network at cmn.men. It will help us continue to reach the lives of many men around the world. If you would like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to this podcast and share it. That's the Christian Men's Network and Paul Lewis Cole. Now, let's get back to this powerful interview between Paul and Javon Ruff. Man, that picture, some guy. Yes. Because here the, the Lord's used you. That's been, how long ago has that, that been? 20 years oh, ago? Oh, that's over 20 years ago. Yes, sir. Yeah. So now here the Lord has put you on some of the largest stages in the world. You've spoken to tens of thousands of people in events. You've had tens of thousands of people come to Christ. You've helped disciple thousands of men seen the lives, marriages come together, miracles happen, you and Shana, your ministry, just think. And it's a guy inviting his bank teller to church. Absolutely. I and didn't not, stop. It didn't stop. He was persistent. Loving, just, kind, not, not ugly, but loving, 
kind. Yeah, just hey, nice. you, ought to, you ought to come sometime, you know, you ought to. And, not, and you know, you know not, not, that I mean, this guy changed the world for tens of thousands of people just inviting his bank teller to church. That's it. And, 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 and you know, that's, that's huge, man. That translated into my life and also my wife, you know, her purpose, her calling, the dream that God put in her heart. And we're both in places that were humbled by that we're being able to serve the kingdom of God in various capacities because of one man said, I'm not going to keep Jesus to myself. I'm not going to hide him. I'm, I'm going to represent him. I'm going to present him who was determined everywhere I go. That's what I love. He, he knew the importance of being it and representing Christ and presenting because he never knew who needed him. And that he never, he never knew what he was doing. He never yeah. knew at those moments yeah. what was on the other side of that yeah. seed zone, that obedience. And same mm -hmm. for us, Paul, we never, ever know who's, who's that next uh, yeah. pastor? Who's that next great leader? Who's wow. that next president? Who's that next business owner? Know. You know, who, who, who just in that one moment, like you said, who a man who told his bank teller about Jesus that resulted in where we are today. Reminds me of the woman at the well when Jesus showed up in the middle of the afternoon. And after he's, he's talking to her, she feels his presence. And, and yes. obviously some more things happen. She goes out to a village who had put her in the margins. Come on. And she just didn't give a rip. Because she said, something has happened to me. And she said, and the thing is, come meet a man. Yes. Come meet a man who has transformed my life, who's told me everything about me. They all knew who yes. she was, right? Yes. This is an amazing story, man. That is an amazing story. Now, how did you and Pastor Jensen Franklin end up meeting? And how did that little thing happen? To Well, well, of course, you know, like I said, it was at Free Chapel when right, all of this happened. And, 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 and to be honest, and, and here's the thing, I didn't I didn't know a Jensen Franklin. And I, and I say that humbly. So so where I was, it wasn't that I popped at a church because it was big. It was popular. It was large. It has a TV. I knew none of that. I didn't know anybody there. You didn't know. <laughs> no. You and so because you needed Jesus, man. And so, you know, when, when after that day happened, this is what I said, Paul. It's exactly what you said. Wow. Jesus, like, like Jesus told Paul, get up. That's exactly when I got up that day. My first thing I said is, What do I need to do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do, Lord? And I started serving in the parking lot at our church. Did you really? I said, I, I didn't care. I didn't care. What do I need to something in me that says, I cannot let this happen to me like this. And he's so merciful and great. And I not do something because at that time I didn't just see parking cars. Mm. What I saw was helping people get to a place so they can get yeah. what I got. I yeah. wanted everybody to get what I got. And I still do today. When yeah. I say I got, I don't mean that arrogantly. I'm talking about him. And so I saw that, but it was through serving. It was through getting involved. I didn't, after I, after the Lord did a work in my life, I didn't go to a pastor and say, you know what? I really need to speak with Mr. Franklin and let him know. <laughs> it was none of that. Yeah. You know, what? <laughs> you know, that's the thing, you know, it's uh, the calling of God is, is about serving. It's about serving others. And too often what happens is 
I, I remember a, a young man, and this has happened a number of times, happens to you, who came to me, very passionate. So I really feel like I need to go to, you know, uh, he had a particular country. It was somewhere in Africa. I don't remember if it was Botswana or whatever. So I really need to go there. I've been texting a guy or emailing a guy. I need to go. And so, well, dude, I'll tell you what, before you go there, you need to just go next door. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so funny. It's so amazing what you said. And when you said, well, how did I, I, I run into pastor or whatever? Yeah. Here's the thing. He in watch this. We crossed paths while I was serving. Yeah. I'll never forget it. I was serving in the youth department and we were loading things in and out. And I was going out the back exit of the church where the stairwell is. And pastor was actually coming in. And, and, and honestly, you know, I was like, I had a task. My youth leader said, you got to get this done. So I'm on, I got to get. So even when I saw him, it was like, oh, hey, Pastor Franklin, see you, bye. And I'm like rolling off. You guys and he's like, hey, 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 what, hey, hey, come here for a minute. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It, you know, and at that time, I'm still young, still figuring all this out. Yeah. But he said, you got a moment? And I said, well, I'm trying to help out with the youth, you know. And he said, I don't know, you know. But he sat down in that stairwell. And he says, so you're helping out with the youth? And I said, yeah, serving, just love it. And, um, and, and he said, I've saw you in the altars. I've saw you serving. Wow. And he says, I want you to know that God's hand is on your life. Wow. And he said, you stay faithful to God. He see, he said, I see him doing great things in your life. He said, but the key is to stay faithful and he'll reveal it. He'll, 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 he'll open the doors. He said, but that's the key. And, and it was that small conversation right there. Mm -hmm. And it stuck with me. And he said, stay faithful. And, 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 you know, and that's all I know that it wasn't this big thing. And, no, and but see, that's the heart of a, that's the heart of a father, Javon, you and I yeah. have talked about this. The yep. heart of a father, you know, is, is for the betterment of that person. Paul said, you had yes. 10,000 instructors, but not many fathers. Yes. Talking to Corinth and he was trying to show them how much he loved them. An yes. instructor tells you what he knows, but a father gives you who he is. Yes. Gives you his heart. And the yes. role of a father, and you see it in his mentoring of Timothy, uh, the role of a father, and this is what Pastor Jensen did with you, the role of a father really is to reach into the heart of that child, pull out their future and show it to them. And that's exactly Say, what he did. This is who you are. This is yes. who you can be. This is where you can go. And as you served, I mean, literally, you're packing boxes you're moving stuff in and out. And as you served, then God brought promotion into your life where Absolutely. you end up, uh, you now on a number of occasions, I've watched you on Sunday morning, fill the pulpit for pastor Jensen. Yes. This is a, this is quite a, an assignment to stand in front of all those people, but to know there's tens of thousands online. Yes. God's blessed that ministry out of, Gainesville. Nobody knows where Gainesville is. <laughs> they only I mean, know Gainesville, Florida. Somewhere outside of Atlanta. It's you go out 85 or something, whatever that road is. What is it? How do you it is 85? Yep. It 85, is 85 to 985. Yeah. 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 Up to and then uh it's about an hour outside of Atlanta. Is that yeah, right? About 45, 50 minutes, yes, sir. But it's outside of Atlanta. It's not like yeah. This thing blew up in sort of some big metropolis. This is oh no, no. You gotta exactly. go find it. <laughs> right? 
Yes, sir. Now, this is amazing to me that God's produced a, a global ministry out of, see, and this is a picture for all of us. We sometimes think we have to go to somewhere. So good. Part of something mm -hmm. uh, in order to have, you know, this is the beauty of what we're doing right now, Facebook Live and a podcast yes, on sir. Brave Men. And I'm talking to Pastor Javon Ruff, who um, pastors the uh, Free Chapel, Spartanburg, South Carolina, part of the Free Chapel network of churches across the United States, Pastor Denton Franklin, and you serve him well, but in serving him, and the Bible says, if you want, to, if you want your own, you have to serve another. Yes. And how could, you, how could you arrive at your own place without having served someone else? Jesus came to serve. The Bible says over and over. Yes. He says it over and over. So I came to serve. They're yes. saying, well, you're going to be the king. You're going to be this. I came to serve. Mm -hmm. And in serving others, God's put you in a position to influence. And I don't, and again, I'll come back to this, Javon. You don't have to go to some place, be in some part of something. I see people going to this event or that event or trying to get close to that guy. Because if I can get close to this guy, he'll put me on his thing. Dude, I'm telling you, man, be a, do you know the, by the way, do you know the man who invited Shana to church? Do you know the guy? Yes, I knew, I knew him. I personally met him and, okay. and became, we were great friends before he so passed you've away. you met him yes, become yeah, friends. Yeah. See, I think yes. that's incredible, man. Yes. Yes, sir. So shout out to that brother, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I, mean, I will ne the, never forget that. So that's the thing is being faithful where we're at. And then God brings a promotion. Yes, sir. You know, I've got friends who've started uh, podcasts, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if I should even do it. I said, well, then do it. Just do it. It's out yes. there. Go for it. Yes, sir. Sh share Jesus. Talk to your neighbors. Sit out there in the driveway and talk to friends as they go by. Whatever it is, man, share Jesus. And you right? never know the impact of that. Absolutely. Never know, you know the impact. And now you and your wife, uh, how long have you guys been married now? This year, um, August the 25th, will be 20 years. Get out of here, man. So you already got something planned out, right? Tell me you got something uh, yes. planned out, Pastor. I got a little Come something. On, man. I don't want to make it public right now. No, don't make it public. <laughs> just tell me you got yes. something going on. I just Yes, yes. Okay. Pretty significant. So I know you, you've already got something figured out. So, <laughs> so that'll be August 20 years. Congratulations, man. Yes. Yes. That's fantastic. So excited and, about that. And two beautiful kids. And where do we find you on TikTok? What's the handle on that? It's uh, The Ruffs, actually. We have a combined one. The Ruffs. The Ruffs. T-H-E. The Ruffs. Yep. T-H-E. It's R-U-F-F, in case yes. you're just listening. Yeah. It's uh, Pastor Javon, J-A-V-O-N, R-U-F-F, Javon Ruff. And then also your uh, sermons, when you preach, at uh, Spartanburg or uh, at other places. Are they on the Spartanburg website? Um, yes, there's a podcast, or you can go to the freechapel.org also under the YouTubes. They're there also. Okay, freechapel.org. Yep. Yes, sir. Freechapel, just the way it sounds. Yep. All one word. And then the freechapel.org. And then on there under the YouTubes, we can yep. find Pastor Javon Ruff. Also, yes, we have you on Achieve Lab, which is part of the Christian Men's Network, cmn.men, cmn.men. We have you on there also. And you have been an incredible inspiration, man. And um, memorable, memorable times 
together. And thank you to Eric Lau for introducing us. Absolutely. You know, another shout out to that brother, because that's what <laughs> builds brotherhood, right? Hey, you got to meet Absolutely. And you have been uh, an inspiration to Judy and I, and we just love you guys. And uh, so now I got to make a note of that. So we send something to for your 20th. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a big deal, man. It is. It is That's a huge. big deal. It also means you're getting older, bro. I know. <laughs> you don't have any gray hair. I know. How's that happen? Um, I've noticed I've got one right here in my <laughs> goatee. <that's there. laughs> so um, I, I got one, and 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 Shanna doesn't allow me to keep it long. I kind of take pride in it because it kind of gets long. <laughs> but if she ever gets a hold it's to it, called- it's plucked. It's gone. Dude, it's called wisdom, man. Bishop Bronner, who's our chairman, and of course his family has uh, one of the lar- largest uh, hair care products company yes. in the world. And I, I I noticed his wisdom in his hair. Yes, sir. And I said to him, don't you guys have stuff for that? He says, that's my wisdom. That's my wisdom. That's good. That's I can hear wisdom. him saying that, too. Let's show that off. So. Anyway, Pastor Javon Ruff, man, this is an amazing story, an amazing testimony. And what you shared about uh, Paul and, uh, you know, and Philip, excuse me, what we shared about Paul, but what you shared about Philip, you know, come up here, man. This is go to where people are at. And that's the story of your life. Yes. Yes, sir. I mean, I mean, I think and especially now. Um, I, I, I want to, you know, um, in the times that we're living in, so many people are hurting. So yeah. many people are broken. I, I, I think you can have um, um, several perspectives during that, you know, this time. You can say, look how bad things are. Mm. Or you can, you know, say this is a good opportunity, you know, to reach people like never before. The Bible tells us that darkness would come upon the face of the Mm -hmm. earth in Isaiah, but it also says, but my glory shall rise upon you. And, and Mm -hmm. when the world seems darkest, the church has to be the brightest. Mm -hmm. And I think these are opportune times. I, 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 I believe that because of the pain and the hurts and where people are going, there's an openness right now. I believe it with all of my heart. I said, I know everything that's going on, but there's an openness, you know, where sin abounds. The Bible said grace abounds, uh, you know, much more. And I believe that. And so this are times where I believe if, if, if we'll just be sensitive and it's not hard, sometimes it's speaking, it's just being nice. How you doing? How's it going? You know, yeah. um, I'm ha- I, I probably had more conversations in my gym lately. It just seems like people just kind of want to talk a little bit more. And, and I am amazed at what that culminates in, into, you know, Jesus said this, um, he said, he said, say not that the harvest is in months to come. You know, some has this someday kind of mindset, you know, you know, he said, but no, 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 the harvest is now. He said, the harvest is plenty but the labors are few. In other words, there is a, watch this, abundant crop, but labor shortage. Wow. And the laborers, watch this, he said, laborers pray to the Lord of the harvest for laborers. See, we pray for the harvest. He didn't say pray for the harvest. Wow. He said the, he said the harvest is not the problem. 
the labors are short. He said, we don't have a harvest problem. We have a labor problem. He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest for laborers, watch this, to go into the harvest field. And so I think now more than ever that our ability to share Jesus is not going to be limited to a building on Sunday. It's going to open up in opportunities outside the four walls of the church. I believe this is a time that we have to continue to equip people to be able to do that. Even utilizing technology, I believe we're going into all areas of the world by using technology. But I do believe that we're in a season where where the harvest is plenteous and we've got to be the laborers, the laborers that represent Jesus, that show Jesus, that share Jesus. Listen, there could be three other bank tellers that's waiting on an invitation. There could be a person at the gas station that's waiting on an invitation. That student, you know, uh, at, at your college or your high school or elementary school is waiting. That's what it meant. It's, it's like low hanging fruit is what Jesus yeah. said. Somebody like this eunuch is wow. waiting on someone to come where they are. Yeah, It's over. Build it and they'll come. That's out the door. No, he said he sent them. Jesus sent. He demonstrated. He came. He came to us when Adam and Eve messed up in the garden. God came to them. <laughs> and so we can't have a mentality that they come to us. No, Philip went up to where he was. Jesus came down to where we are, and we have to go where people are today with empathy, with sympathy, with yeah. grace, with mercy, yeah. and being motivated with healing. compassion yeah. and healing and realizing yeah. it is Jesus that they need. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. You know, uh, that man could have shown up at Shana's teller stand with an opinion. Yes. He didn't show up with an opinion. He showed up with an invitation. That's right. And I think too often in the church, and we as followers of Christ, show up with opinions rather than invitations. Oh, so good. Wow. And wow. we've got an Less opinion opinions. on this. And we got an opinion about that kid in the street in Minneapolis. And we got a kid an opinion about that kid skating down the road in Huntington beach. And we got an opinion about that young lady in Miami. And we got an opinion about, you know, what we need to come with is invitation. Not just opinion. That's so good. I love that. Preach right there, bro. Yes. Power of an invitation. That's it. (laughs) The power of an invitation. Golly, man. I I love that whole Philip thing. I'm going back on that. And when I preach that uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm look like a genius. Come on, you should. I look like a genius. <laughs> I go, well, yeah, here's the deal. It's passion. And prom- I, where'd you get that? I don't know. Just, just the Lord just dropped that on me one day. He did. You know, he just used like the John, vessel to get it to you. Be like John chapter one, right? It's like uh, I was there on the Lord's day in the spirit. <laughs> on Facebook. That's so good. <laughs> so good. And then this thing just dropped on me. I don't know where it came from. So, man, I love you and I thank God for you. And, and we pray for you and your uh, wife and children to be, I mean, everything you put your hands to, that it would prosper. Every place you put your feet would be holy ground. And that God will keep you and the rough family deep within the grip of his grace and favor. I love you, brother. You are an inspiration always to me. And I thank God that there's men like you who are speaking into our culture today because we need men of integrity and spirit 
and uh, men who will show up where people hurt. Absolutely. And thank you, uh, Dr. Paul. I mean, I, I can't, cannot, I mean, words, you know, to just explain or even share how much I deeply appreciate you, our friendship and how much it's impacted my life, my, both of our lives. And I can say my family and with, with Miss Judy, the relationships that we yeah. built. And I cannot get off of this without just honoring you and the great work of CMN, Christian Men's Network, um, and all all those that are a part of it, you know, from board members down to each one of, you know, the leaders and partners that help make that happen globally. And I mean, and I, if you're listening, this is not some small thing. And Paul didn't ask me for no plug. I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from something that has is and will continue to impact my life as a man, but also my family because of the fruit of it. And I'm so thankful that you said yes. I'm so thankful mm -hmm. that you obeyed God to, to, to carry the charge and to take this gospel into all the world. And you're li and literally that's what CMN are doing into all the world, discipling men and on, on, just supernatural scales. And, and one of the latest projects, I'm going to say it, he didn't ask me to do this, but the dangerous men overland the Middle yeah. East. And um, it's a big deal, but that's what we're talking about. We won't be intimidated by sickness. We won't be intimidated no. by disease. We will go where others won't go. And Amen. that's what I love about seeing men, that we're going to go to dangerous men. We're going to go to dangerous territory dangerous because nations. we believe dangerous nations, because we believe that those men need Jesus. The answer to them is Jesus. And so I'm so thankful, thankful. I'm thankful for your yes. And I'm believing God to continue to, to bless CMN in ways that never thought, dreamed, or imagined. Mm -hmm. And that the blessings of God will continue to overflow because you're doing what the Bible says, go into the world and make disciples. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm proud to be a little part of over in the corner of being You're able to be a part of, part of this great work. So I love yeah. you. And I you'll be at our you. Lions Roar Global Summit, November 4, 5, and 6 here in Dallas. Over at uh, Create Church, Pastor Ryan Binkley. It's going to be a fantastic time. Got some other great friends. The information on that will start coming out the 1st of May. Yes. Anyway, I love you, man. Thanks for being on love Facebook you, with me and on the Brave Men Podcast. Absolutely. God Thanks. bless you. I love the fact that unexpected people do change the world. Yeah, they do. And that is what Pastor Javon was showing us through this interview. Yeah, and it's who he is, too, because it's it's sort of like, you know, in his upbringing, nobody ever expected him to be this. Exactly. To be a pastor coming out of, uh, you know, Georgia and, and traveling the world and speaking like he is and being put on a platform. And it's something he never went after. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key, Chris. I think that... The humility of Javon is part of what's appealing about the man. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, he's just hes just who he is. Yeah. He's the same on, well, he's louder on the stage. I was going to say, <laughs> same on the stage. He's not that loud when you're just sitting around hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he can get anointed. But the fact is, is that he's the same person. Yes. We talk about the same things. Yeah. He deals with the same stuff. He talks about it. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. When you're strong in your heart, you are allowing yourself to be you. Yeah. And, and become thick in your skin. You and you can be vulnerable because yeah. of that. And one of the things that we talked about, you talked about at the mid-break, Chris, is uh, the study in Just a Bartender. Yeah. Which is based on the life in Nehemiah, and it deals with identity, purpose, and brotherhood. 
And I don't know anybody who lives that out better than than Javon. Yes. And yet at the same time, one of the things he talked about was that, you know, our identity is found in Christ. And yeah. Jesus said, I only do what the Father shows me to do. And, and I, as I so get good. older, my thing is, um, I begin to realize that a lot of what I've done in life was sort of like, I go do something and ask God to bless it. Mm. Rather than, Father, what is it? Where do you want my footsteps to go? Wow. You know, it doesn't mean I'm not working on the business, trying to scale something, you know, depending on where I'm at or, or be a better, you know, selling insurance or whatever I might be putting my hands to. It does mean, and you know, it's not like a laydown thing. It means, God, I'm doing this for you, and today, direct yeah. my footsteps. Yes, so good. Right? Yeah. And and you see that in the life of Javon. Yeah. You know, he didn't expect to be living on the West Coast for 10 years, helping grow a powerful a church there, Freedom, you know, Freedom Church in uh, Free Chapel, I mean there in uh, Orange County, but yeah. it's a remarkable place. Yeah, but so that's like, another thing he showed, he, he's illustrated for me mm-hmm. watching him, is serving allows you to find who you are. Yeah, and he's been a great friend, and he, he is uh, one of our friends that we lean on for Christian Men's Network, cmn.men, as you mentioned, cmn.men. And if you go on there, become a partner with us in, yes. in going after the 50 most dangerous nations in the world, the Dangerous Nations Campaign. And help us with that. Be a monthly partner. That unlocks the entire Achieve Lab, over 450 hours of curated video content, inspire you, enlarge you, help you in your life. There's a lion inside of you. This is what helps it, you know, to roar, to to come out, is put the right stuff in you. Yeah. And so uh, cmn.men. That's where you can find the resources and the details of where Pastor Javon will be speaking for us at the Lions Roar in uh, Dallas this year. So it was great having Pastor Javon on today on Brave Men. And uh, thank you, Chris, for putting together the stuff we do here. Uh, We're on every week on Facebook. Yes. We're on live. We're on the YouTube with Monday Night Men. Yep. You just type in Monday Night Men. Yep. Three words in, in uh, YouTube, and out comes the stuff. Christian Men's Network, all one word, I guess. I don't know the algorithms, right? Yeah. You know, how do they work? And so you type that in, and you come up with all kinds of videos from Bishop Dale Bronner, our chairman, all sorts of people that are on there. Great resources to help grow men. And make sure when you're on these pages, whether it's YouTube, whether it's the podcast, whether it's Facebook, Paul Lewis Cole uh-huh. Facebook page, whatever Facebook page, make sure you like it, yeah, make sure you, you share it, and make yeah. sure you subscribe. Yeah. Because that does not only spread the information, but it also allows you to be notified when we drop a new video. Yeah. And if you're being inspired once, we promise you will inspire you. It's again. important, and my great grandkids will love you for it. Yes. And uh, yeah, and might give awesome. you a shout out. That's right. <laughs> hey, remember this: hope is alive. Hope has a name. Hope's name is Jesus. Jesus. And I love my wife. Amen. God bless. Have a great day. Man. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men.